0: Hello my podcast family and welcome back to Caregiving is a Ministry where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry all one word. It has been seven months since we started this podcast as we were investigating the fruit of the Spirit. Seven months and I pray that you have learned a lot during these seven months I hope I'm not the only one who's come out of this better equipped but what I think would be more realistic to do um, versus trying to recap seven months in one episode I'm gonna stretch it to about three I believe because we've just learned too much to do it in one day And I I know you don't want to have a podcast that goes on for about two hours. Maybe you do, but I don't. (laughs) So we're going to kind of expand it for a little while because what I want to ensure is that you have a good, solid foundation in order to walk your season of caregiving with confidence in God. That is my desire. So today, um, we will look at... Everything that we have covered, and if I could summarize this particular episode, it would be that God has equipped you through His spirit for this season. God has equipped you through his spirit for this season. Now, we were first introduced to the fruit of the Spirit right in the New Testament that was our our foundational Scripture for starting this podcast was found in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22 through 23, and it read, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. But I want you to understand that even though this was in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is still very much present in the Old Testament. If you recall, I've stated in um several episodes that the holy the new test the Old Testament excuse me, is a foreshadowing of the New Testament. It's a prequel, so to speak, as you read your Bible in the New Testament, you will often find references to the Old Testament, and I believe that you can't fully appreciate who God is, what Jesus did, and what the Holy Spirit is doing unless you have a comprehensive view. And that view only comes by way of studying the Old Testament in order to gain appreciation for the New Testament. The Old Testament does not mention the fruit of the Spirit. But in reading about the Holy Spirit, we find that he was very much present during the creation, which is in the book of Genesis, let us make man And throughout the Old Testament, you will find statements or phrases that say, um, the Spirit of the Lord fell upon him, or he was filled with the Spirit. These are all references, of course, to the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit um, would come upon a person, he he would specifically be anointed to do something God had tasked them to do. And hence the Holy Spirit coming in them so that they would be able to do that. Samson is an example. We see that the Holy Spirit was on him. He was a judge during the period of judges, but then because of his disobedience and and um, being with Delilah, remember she cut his hair, and then the spirit left him. And then Gideon also found in the book of Judges, um, Judges the sixth chapter, the thirty-fourth verse. We see where the spirit fell upon him. First Samuel, the 16th chapter, verses 13 through 14, at David's very at David's anointing by the prophet Samuel, the Holy Spirit fell upon David. All of these show the Holy Spirit coming up and, and falling upon a person in order to commission, for lack of a better word, their ministry or their task or their purpose that God has anointed them to do. As we get to you know, the closure of the Old Testament. I want you to see how God is painting the picture for what is to come to the new, through the New Testament. In Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, the 27th verse, reading from the New American Standard Bible, it reads, And I will put my spirit within you, and bring it about that you walk in my statutes, and are careful and follow my ordinances. This lets me know and should let you know that we um, will not only be able to accomplish what God has destined for us by way of his Holy Spirit, but that he also knew that we would need it, that we would need his permanent presence in our hearts in order to reach and fulfill his purpose in each of our lives. So if you think this season of caregiving is just too hard and that there is no way you will be able to make it, you are wrong you have the spirit of the living God in you and he has given he has given this to you as a gift remember and that gift if you listen to him will guide you through this and you will come out of this more mature in your faith hopefully more connected to your loved one and with a better appreciation for yourself and what you can accomplish and handle in life Jesus of course is our example Of what living a life filled with the fruit of the Spirit of God looks like. And we find in Isaiah, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 5, the embodiment of God through the Spirit. And it reads Then a shoot will spring forth, will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make decisions by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he will judge the poor, and decide with fairness for the humble of the earth, and he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked, also, righteousness will be the belt around his hips, and faithfulness the belt around his waist. This, of course, is the prophecy of Jesus. And we have already discussed that Jesus possessed all of the elements of the fruit of the Spirit. And to me, this scripture kind of validates that. But not only did Jesus possess the Spirit of his Father, he told us that we also would be given the Comforter, right? That is found in John, the 14th chapter verse 16 and then Jesus told his disciples that it was good that he leave so that the comforter would come and dwell in them that can be found in John 16 chapter the seventh verse and as I am sure you are aware that manifestation of the Holy Spirit being given to the disciples and all that were assembled in the upper room right you're aware of that But I want you to also know that it wasn't just the 12 that were in the upper room. There were a lot more people in the upper room and there were women in the upper room as well. We call this the Pentecost and you find that in Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. This book is called Acts because it is after this indwelling of the Holy Spirit that the disciples, they come out of hiding because that's why they were in the room. After Jesus' crucifixion, they went in hiding thinking that the Romans were looking for them, and they were, but they come out of hiding after this indwelling of the Holy Spirit and they actively begin their mission of spreading the gospel of Christ, their acts of healing, and acts of teaching are what's recorded in this book. Now, my Bible tells me a lot of things, and it also tells me that God is no respecter of person. Persons, what he will do for one, he will do for others, and that's found in Romans 2 and 11. Therefore, if he gave those early disciples his spirit and promised to, to do so in Ezekiel, why would any of us think that, we are not, that we're out here all by ourselves? lonesome, to fend off the enemy for ourselves, to go through life by ourselves. Foolishness would be the answer. And you I are not foolish, are we? You and I have the living God inside us. Acts, the first chapter, verses 7 through 8 reads, But he said to them, He being Jesus, It is not for you to know periods of time or appointed times which the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. I'm going to read that again. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria. And as far as the uttermost parts of the earth. This scripture, I would, I would commit to memory. Because it reminds us that we have power. Power. Power to do what God has tasked us to do. Jesus tells us that we're not gonna know everything. That's verse seven. But then follows with it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter that you that you don't know everything, but you still have the power, my power, to be witnesses wherever you go. That's Greta Bennett phrasing, of course. I want you to notice that Jesus says that that they that they're what they will be. He says that they will be. That is like a constant state of being, not becoming, or that they will get there, but that they are now. We will be his witnesses. Our life, as we have studied, is the witness, not the words that you put on paper that you try to explain to people, you know, your testimony, so to speak, which is all well and good, but our lives are the witness. Our walking in the fruit of the Spirit is our witness to the citizenship we have in Christ's kingdom. That is our witness and the Holy Spirit has given us, me, you, power to live a life in agreement with God. Do not allow the enemy to lie to you in thinking that you are unable or capable, incapable of being a caregiver and a mother being a caregiver and a spouse being a caregiver and running your own business or whatever it is the fact that God has called you into this this particular service guarantees he has given you everything you need through his spirit to become more than a conqueror trust me but more so trust the spirit that's inside you and God's word that says you have everything that you need. Let's pray. Awesome, magnificent, holy God who is worthy of all praise, who is deserving of all praise. We come before you just to say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for bringing us through these seven months as we've gotten to know the spirit, your spirit, and how it manifests itself in us and through us and walking in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That is why we started studying this. And today we've learned that you've given that to us so that we can accomplish what you've placed us here to do. And we say thank you for realizing that we are weak and feeble and that without you, we are nothing. And for then giving us a part of you that resides in our very being that will help us each and every day that the task that you've given each and every one of us as far as caregiving may not be the only task that you've called us to, but to know that you've equipped us to be able to handle it. It doesn't mean that we can't come to you for help as we are now, but that you remind us that you're with us and that there isn't anything that we can't handle through you. Touch each and every person who's listening today because you know specifically what they're going through but help them to realize that you are the architecture of their hearts. You know exactly their strengths and weaknesses and that you will never, ever set them up for failure. Help us all to put our trust in you and help us to honor you, that our witness be a life that we live in the fruit of the Spirit, bearing much fruit. We love you and we praise you. In our Savior Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, dear hearts, I will see you next episode. Now go and minister the act of caregiving because you have been equipped through the Holy Spirit with everything you need. In the name of Jesus.